you on the air. Now I want to do a game in Tibetan debating called Mushin Musu. Mushin Musu. Mushin Musu. And between any two things, there are always Mushi or Musu. She means four. She means four. And Sun means three. I'll show you what I uh, so moon means a possible combination of two things. I'll give you an example. Uh, blue and sky. Four moons or three moons? Four moons means is there something that's the sky but that's not blue? The sky of this planet. Does that mean four contains the three? Well, no. Let's discuss the four possible combinations between blue and sky. Okay, is it possible to have something that's the sky of this earth and not blue? Thundercloud. Well, I mean, normally, I mean, normally we say the sky, not green or yellow. I mean, in normal conversation, not not getting deep. Okay. So actually, that move doesn't exist. The move being number one, but not being number two, doesn't exist with the sky of Earth and a normal day, blah, blah, blah. Okay. If it's the sky, normally it's blue. It's a, a definition of blue blue sky. Okay. So that first move does not exist. The sky of this planet on a normal day, blah, 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 which is not something which is the sky and not blue. A but not B doesn't exist. How about something which is B but not A? So blue but not the sky. Yeah, like what? Um, Something that's blue but not the sky. The ocean. Okay. Oh, the... Assuming normal. Uh, is, so the second move exists. The first move doesn't exist. That which is A but not B doesn't exist. That which is B but not A does exist. Something which is A and B. Um, the sky and blue. Yeah, the sky. The sky is both the sky and blue. So it fits the third move. So the third move exists. We've got two out of three so far. Something which is not the sky and which is not blue. Neither A nor B. Yeah, uh, my shirt. Yeah, fine. Okay, not the sky, not blue. Okay? So when you, when you don't have a debate at the monastery, you take any two things and say, Mushi, Musu, Mebe. Mushi, Musu, Mebe. Say, Mushi. Mushi, Musu, Mebe. Mushi, Musu. Mushi, Musu. Mebe. Mebecha means there is none. Mebecha. It's a cheap way to start a debate. You don't have anything to you know, for an argument. If you didn't memorize the text, you were supposed to memorize it something now. It's just a way to start. Which means there's no three possible, three, three of the four possible combinations don't exist. Neither do four of the four possible combinations exist. Which is impossible. Between any two objects that exist in the universe, it's always mushi or musa. So it's a good way to start a bit. Mushi means about anything. About anything. So I'm going to start with 
you, no, who's my victim? Kylie, you next. No, I didn't. Oh, you did. No, John. Between Gewa, virtue, okay, and cause for Buddhahood. Cause for Buddhahood. Moshi Musa Mebe Echen. This keeps the students awake, too. Moshi Musa Mebe There's no three or four combinations between something that causes Buddhahood and virtue. Virtue meaning a good deed. Not killing, not stealing, no sexual misconduct, no lying, no slander, no harsh words, no idle talk, no craving, no ill will, no wrongdoing. So, so am I supposed to prove to say something? I say there's no Mushi and there's no Musum between cause for Buddhahood and virtue. There's no relationship. In other words, I'm saying is virtue always a cause for Buddhahood? Mushi Musum Mebeecha. Yes. Musum Ya. So I say Musum Ya. No, you're saying there's Mushi. Well, can you define Mushi and Musum again? We'll go through them. We'll go through them. Show me the first move. Something which is a cause for Buddhahood, but not virtue. Show. Show me. Give it to me. Give it to me. Something which is a, which is going to get you to Buddhahood, okay. but it's not virtue. Emptiness. Huh? Emptiness. It's going to get you to Buddhahood. It's a cause. And is emptiness a cause for Buddhahood? Ah, emptiness, church. Is emptiness a cause for Buddhahood? Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes. Yes. Ah, you might have. Say it is. In the debate, you just check. Okay, you say it is, right? It's, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a path, it's a, it's a component, yeah, it's not yeah, yeah, yeah. a cause. Empty is a cause or not? Hey. Okay, no. Empty is a cause. Stop. Stop. I'm ashamed of you. Yes. This is a cause for everything. No, 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 I need something which is a cause for Buddhahood and not virtue. Perception of emptiness is a cause for Buddhahood. Virtue maima. It's not virtue to perceive emptiness. It's not a good deed. It's not a deed. It's the result of the ultimate good deed. Abhidharma says, I can look it up for you, but I'm a little lazy. I would say it's not a deed. It's the empty. Oh, thinking is it not a deed? Oh, you mean why you're thinking? You're not thinking. He didn't say the realization of emptiness, he just said emptiness. Lele dicte not okay. Lady, symbol, fourth chapter, Abhidhamma Kosha. The universe is created by karma. And karma is thinking. And so, is there karma with an emptiness? There is no karma. No, perceiving emptiness is thinking. There is no perceiving. Thinking is an action. Karma means action. But there is no there is no object and subject when you're in emptiness. There is no Emptiness is the, is the subject. Yeah. Yandapetawa holds emptiness. I used to make that mistake all the time. 
Bhaktivedanta is yeah. emptiness is what you're looking at, and Yamabhaktivedanta is the looker. Yeah. It is the state of mind which sees him. The correct view is the state of mind. Sure, and it sees him. So the perception of is definitely a good karma. Definitely go The act of proceeding. Is it a result of a good karma? Is the, it's also a result of good karma, uh-huh. but it also is good karma. And then it produces good karma. Normally. Except so. what? Except for all okay. Present good karma. Present good karma? Yeah. What does that it mean? It has not produced anything. Ha! Like, <laughs> good karma. Okay. Anyway. Now, give me a move. I'm still waiting. Something that causes Buddhahood, but it's not a good deed. Thinking a good thought, the ultimate good thought, perceiving emptiness, is definitely there. It's good. Goodness. Not a virtue. Okay, so what if there's a virtue? I don't think there is. I mean, I would say no. I would say no. Okay? I'm talking you. I mean, technically, samsara causes Buddhahood because it proceeds it and produces it. That's another point. So, there is the first mood. first mood exists, okay? That which is... I'm sorry, the first mood doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. That which is a cause for goodness, but not goodness, doesn't exist. That gyo yimba. Sangye ki gyo yimba. How about mood number two? That which is not... Can you say that the, um, the very fact that there is... Uh, condition of, of non-goodness is why there are Buddhas? Yeah, well... Let's leave it at that. <laughs> we have to finish by uh, 8.30. Okay, something which is goodness, but not a cause for goodness. Not a cause for goodness. Let's do faith. Actually, doing something that's good, but not doing anything else. That's pretty close, actually. That's pretty good. Like a good deed that's not... A good deed, which you do, Without understanding, without young thought, yeah, it's, it's, it's not a possible. So that's a common misconception. You can do good deeds uh, that don't cause Buddha, that will not lead you to Buddha. They will lead you to the opposite, which is what? What we call samsara, which is this suffering life. Samsara is the condition of having these. We call sattikipamunga, these, these parts that are impermanent. Flesh, bone, dirty mind, okay, <laughs> dirty conception. That whole thing is samsara. It's a cause for that. So what makes all, what is the, what do you need to make dewa a cause for Buddha? Moves number two. Please show. Show. Sangyekikyu yimba, dewa yimba. Show me the third move, which is what? No, what's the third move? We're gonna it has two parts. It has both, both. Yeah, that which is both what? Urge and virtue. No, that which is both a virtue and a cause for Buddhahood. Yeah, that which is both a virtue and a cause for Buddhahood. That which is both a good deed, meaning a good deed of mind, speech, or body, and is also a cause for Buddhahood. Show. Um, compassion. Not necessarily. Have yeah, compassion for your child. Well, Lisa, it's a very tricky question, very important question. It's okay. Basically, you can say that the move, the move here, is any gewa, any good deed which is imbued with the lamsa 
any good deed which you do under the influence of Lam Tsung Lam Tsung. Any good deed you do under the influence of Lam Tsung Lam You must have all three. Any deed you don't do with those three thought attitudes in your heart will not lead you to Can that be called correct Sure. Sure. Give me Okay. You don't have correct view already. That's why you're studying uh, Buddhism, right? So right. somewhere along so the most line, most of what you uh, do won't cause you to be a Buddha. Mostly, even the good deeds that you attempt are not going to make you a Buddha. So you really don't even start becoming a Buddha until after you understand correct view. Right. Even pretty, though you're called much. a Buddhist and you're practicing Buddhism and Mahayana Buddhism. Like the Mahayana. six perfections, you actually have to have number six before number one is the uh, I think they all combine. If you do charity without knowledge, uh, it's not a perfection. There's a big debate about it. There's a big debate about it. Uh, I once asked a question on whether you should do one as opposed to another, and the answer was that they were all combined in each other. That's another approach. Yeah. Okay. Ben, um, I just became a Buddhist today, and I have no idea what the correct view is or anything like that. Right. Uh, and I sat through a nice class where I heard some of these things, and I got to study for years before I could even understand. No, no, you can understand. Wait a minute, wait a minute. All right, let's just say then we talked about blue skies in, in Buddhist right. class, right? And, but at the end of the class, the teacher said, you know what, you want all this virtue. you got some virtue here, but now you want to make it specifically dedicated to achieving Buddhahood. So we said this dedication prayer at the end. Right. Is that a cause, even though I don't understand yet? Correct view. Not really. No. Not really. If you don't have those three attitudes in your mind, they, they don't directly act as a cause. Although there is, it is a cause. It act as a factor. Yeah. Although it, although it is a cause to attaining some better goal, although not Buddha. Yeah, it doesn't directly make you supporting. Uh, doesn't yeah. act as a direct cause of But again, I'll say yes. Can means factor, like uh, fertilizer for a plant, Secondary but not the seed. Causes, yeah. okay. So then, does it become a full cause for uh, the first or second path? Something like that. It's not worthless, right? right. I mean, if this class didn't cause you to get the lumps and lumps, and you wouldn't be here. Okay. Uh, okay, so that's very important. If you don't have, if you're not doing good deeds to get out of this suffering, to help other people, ultimately, and with the understanding of emptiness, which is difficult to learn, will not cause you to become a Buddha. It won't happen without those three attitudes. Interesting. I used to think that any good deed would help. But not necessarily. That's why we did the, the debate. Okay. So, Michael, can you, can you define Wushu Wushu? Is that basically saying yeah. neither, both, one and not the other, yeah, not neither and not the one? A but not B, B but not A, A and B, neither A nor B. That's Mushi. All all two objects in the world have either four or three moves. There is no other choice. All 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 the, the permutations are only three or four. One or two? No, there is no such thing. Everything in the world is either Musum or Mushi. If they exist, the relationship between two existing things in the world is always Mushi or Musum. 
Can you give me an example of one or two next week? Okay. <laughs> a not B, B not A, A and B, and not A, not B. Right. And it's great for debate. And it's great to understand something. It's a very useful tool for understanding something. But you have to define your terms. That's what gets confusing to people. Unless they define their terms, you're talking about cross terms. Yeah, yeah. Usually. We're not talking about the same. Okay. So the question is. Does everybody get that? And so, Wushi Wushi Wushu is the name for that whole concept of three and Yeah, it's three or four common names. Three or four possible permutation units. That's a good word. We just write down the transliteration. Yeah, I don't mind. Yeah, and I will do a little bit of alphabet. Do you guys want to do some alphabet? You guys want to do some alphabet? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, seriously not. Are we anti-Tibetan here or just lazy? <laughs> we are the English track, you know. <laughs> Well, I'll plant some in your brain, and then I'll sneak in some alphabet. <laughs> okay, please, please say Chakya. Chakya. What's the uh, Sanskrit for Chambo? Like Maha. Like Mahatma Gandhi. Atma means person. Maha means the big man, Gandhi. Maha. Do you know what Chakya means? Chakya. Chakya. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Maha Mutra? Yeah. Okay. I always Pa with a ya slips up two rows and becomes cha. What is mudra? Mudra usually means a gesture. Like this is a mudra. But it has many, many other meanings. It also means a seal that we put on something. You know when you send a letter and you put the wax, put a stamp. Big. Yeah, the H strengthens the ga in uh, in Greek, and it becomes mega. Something like that. Seriously. Mal, 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 mega, magnitude, magnifada. All came from Maha. Mahamudra. Mahamudra. Basically refers to the direct perception of emptiness. The direct perception of emptiness. In our school. The great gesture yeah. is the great perception. It is the... the great is that a seal or gesture? I call it seal. You both. Yeah, of emptiness. You can perceive emptiness through my explanation in this class, during this class. But you can only see emptiness directly in deep meditation. In fact, you can't even be in a desire room at that time. Your mind has to be on the next level. Jeffrey Hopkins makes a distinction between um, the realization and perception of emptiness and the experiential, um, um, well, experience of that, direct experience of emptiness, one being tantric and one being 
No, I don't know. I can't talk about that too much. That's don't so know much. Okay. Is it, is it, I thought mom was uh, Well, some people, it can refer to a tantric term, and it can refer to in sutra refers to direct perception um, sutra meaning non-secret Buddhism as opposed to tantric um, so I ask you if you meet some great tantric master some great master of the secret Buddhism and he teaches you Mahamudra okay uh, can you give me Mushi Musum about the practice of Mahamudra and Lamsa Musum Tantric practice, highest Buddhist practice, and Lamsa Namsa, Bushi Musum Bebe Eta. Tell me about the first one. Is there something which is the practice of Mahamudra, but, but the person does not have Lamsa Namsa, he does not have those three realizations in his mind, but he's still trying to do Mahamudra. Bushi Musum Bebe Is there the first one? Can, is there the true practice of Mahamudra? Is there true tantric practice? Uh, without those three things in your mind. It's impossible. Impossible. Why? Tantra is a Jebutikma, which means result vehicle. Okay? Tantra is the result. What's the guilt? What's the cause of tantra? Not only. I mean, uh, you can have direct perception of emptiness and not have only two. Sure. So then you can have. So then you can have. Without absolute, absolute. <laughs> <laughs> you just said it. Just, uh, <laughs> hey, fa, fa. Is that it? Gotcha. Gotcha. Ta means ta means not ta. Aren't you ashamed of yourself? Gotcha. Hands slapping. Um. So it's. I mean, as a practice, as a as a Mahayana practice, no, impossible. In other words, our perception of emptiness. Am I can only be uh, actualized through Lamsa, our Lamsa Namsa. Not our, I mean, Buddha's Lamsa Namsa. Well, there's other, like, Mari, Buddha's Lamsa Namsa, but other people's correct view. I mean, uh, are there other kinds of tantra that can be... No, there are not other kinds of correct view or other kinds of tantra. There's no other kind of tantra. Any other tantra that asserts itself... Any tantra that you... Buddha's Mahayana tantra is uh, inauthentic. Right. Hindu. Hindu tantra. It's not tantra. Anyway, it's not... Sangha. Anyway, don't worry about it. So you, what I'm saying is that uh, tantric practice is a result that occurs because you have lamsa nomsa. If you had lamsa nomsa perfectly, for example, if your morality were perfect, if you kept those ten, those plain old ten good deeds perfectly, perfectly, tantra would occur to you. Your life would begin to, you would begin to see deities or whatever. And in fact, that's the only way. There is no other way. So, if you try to do Chakya Chembo, and you don't have, for example, if you don't have those ten virtues very good, nothing would happen. Nothing. Well, Father, tell you before you take a tantric initiation that you must have at least some understanding. I mean, that they explain that to you very carefully. I mean, but I mean as, a, as an actual experience to yourself. I'm not talking about getting instruction in it. What You're making the distinction between uh, a person who may have gotten some initiations and who may even be practicing and maybe even for years, the difference between that person and, and somebody who has 
actually made progress to the point where they're experiencing it, whether they've been practicing for years right. or not. That, that's the difference. You, can, you can do it your whole life and still not get it, think you have it. Yeah, you can do it your whole... What I'm saying is, let's put it the opposite way. If you practice, if you get some high initiation, and nothing happens within a year or two, you don't have lots of loss. That's why nothing's happening. Let's put it that way. But on the other hand, the, other hand, the fact that a tantric initiation has appeared in your life is that's, an indication that possibly yeah. you have lots of numbers. You have some good seeds. Or at least, if not having it, you're getting in that, yeah, in that yeah, direction. Yeah, yeah, obviously. You have the honor to attend an initiation, even if you don't know what's going on. But what I'm saying is this, and I repeat it. Lamsa Namsum is the cause of tantra. Tantra is a result vehicle, meaning it, it happens to you. Why? Because you have Lamsa Namsum. What is Lamsa Namsum in English? Uh, yeah. <laughs> where's, your, where's your quiz? <laughs> <laughs> you mean the tree pack? Yeah, yeah. Okay. She wants to know in Thai. Okay, you gotta have all three. Alright? What I'm saying is, you know, you read these books and they say, oh, you gotta have these three, but that's the point. Tantra is the only way you're gonna become a Buddha in this life. It, it occurs to you if your Lamsa Namsum is pure. What's the converse? If you don't have Lamsa Namsum, it's impossible. Nothing will happen. And you see lots of people who say, I, you know, I interviewed uh, 30 people. I had some people, I had the list of their tantric initiations was like three, four pages long. <laughs> <laughs> they said, but nothing's happening. I mean, nothing, you know, no lumpsum, lumpsum. If you have lumpsum, lumpsum, something will happen quickly. And if you don't, if you don't even know what they are, forget it. It's impossible. You know? Much less, much less practice. And if you do practice them, you don't need to take a lot of initiations. Take one, boom, something will happen. So Chakya Chambu and Lamsa Lamsa, Moshi Musa? Actual Chakya Chambu and actual Lamsa Lamsa, yes. How many? Moshi or Musa? Can you have, can you have tantric practice without Lamsa Lamsa? No, she's right. She's a computer expert. She's already figured it out. She's A, A is out. B, C, D we have. B is what? Lamsa Lamsa without. Yeah, during the causal period, before you get the result. And then number three, that which is both. Good tantric practice. That's when you're practicing tantric, you have those three in your mind, and things start to pop. Things really start to happen. And neither? Neither is. We call Lama Shubhikasa. Lama Shubhikasa. Lama Shubhikasa means a person who doesn't even... He doesn't care about religion, he's not interested, he's not doing lots of nonsense, forget it, it's a waste of time, it's made money, whatever. <laughs> okay. Alright, talk it to me. Next. Help me with your homework. Please say, tap, 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 shut up, shut up, tap, tap, shut up.
this is a method. I'll give an example of cup. In the monastery, uh, we wanted to start a computer project, so we we told the monastery, give us the 30 worst kids in the whole monastery. The ones that will never become geishas. <laughs> so they gave us the 30, you know, delinquents. And uh, they were a rough bunch of kids. And uh, we put them in a room and we said, we're going to start a computer project, you'll get rich. And uh, but we're only taking 20 of you, we're kicking out 10. We're going to do a training program and we're going to kick out 10 of you. So then we did uh, Bob Taylor and Peter training program over there for, I don't know, four months. And, and every kid got up to 50 words a minute, touch type, in Tibetan, you know. And uh, that's, then the monks came to me and said, tub kid, tub kid, skillful means, tub. Now that's a tub. Tub means some kind of method that you use to... Finagle? What my boss would call manipulation. <laughs> yeah. you, you know, you do something and it come, you get it, it works out. And they, they did get rich and they all... Yeah. And what happened to the 10? We kicked them off. 50 words at all. Yeah. Three, 50 words. Well, what we did was, every time one dropped out or got sick, we, we had a backup. Tough. And share of wisdom. In, uh, in Lamsam Lamsam, what's the main top? Uh, well, let's go this way. This is easier. These are the two causes for Buddha. Okay? The two main causes. Top and share Classes. To become a Buddha. Okay. You can see it on page, it'll be in your reading this week, uh, page 36. These are the two main causes to become a Buddha. What he's trying to say is that you must have Lamsa Namsum to become a Buddha. He just proved that you needed it for tantrum practice. He also just proved that you needed it to do any kind of good deed at all, which is relevant. And now he's proving that you need it for, to become a Buddha. To reach your ultimate goal, you must have these two. You must have these two. Shira okay. refers to wisdom, which means, which one of the three do you guess? Whose turn? Which one? Yeah. Which in Tibet? Yandabe? Right? Okay. Shira refers to Yandabe which basically means the understanding of emptiness. Without, yeah, it can mean. Um, that's called. That's a lower kind of yamnapetawa. The highest kind of yamnapetawa understands emptiness. There's a lower yamnapetawa, which called, which is called jiten, jitenbe yamnapetawa, which means, uh, which refers to the understanding of karma and okay. So that's wisdom. What do you think tub is? Method. Out of the lumps and lumps. Bill. Yeah, mainly chamsa. Chamsa. Okay? The wish to become a Buddha. Wanting to be a Buddha. Why? Why should you want to be a Buddha? To um, get out of this life. To help You can do that in, just with nirvana. Nirvana is lower than nirvana. Then you're out of this life. To help people? Yeah, to help other people. Cannot help other people really until you're in real. So in Nirvana, you can't help people? Not much. 
You don't. A Buddha can really help because he can read their mind. He can see their future. He knows everything. He knows their past for a million years. He can help. He can really help. We can't help. We can teach a limited way, or you can give people food or something like that. But not a big help. Not like that. So, help refers to uh, the desire to become a Buddha. Desire to become a Buddha. Yes. Chang-san. So we got Yonabita, correct view, fit into wisdom. And the desire to become a Buddha to help other people fits into method. So what happened to renunciation? Can it be both? What? Wisdom and method? No. It is a kind of wisdom actually, right? To to what? To anything. Yeah. It's a preliminary to what? Wanting to become a Buddha. Yeah, good. Wanting to give up everything. Yeah, good. Okay. It's a preliminary to Chang Why? Mm-hmm. Why is renunciation necessary to get Bodhicitta? Because you often have to put other beings before yourself, and if you don't renounce. Well, that's, so a, that's not a bad answer. That's not exactly. Because you're willing to if you think the world is great, what do you need the Buddha for, or uh, Bodhicitta, anything like that? Uh, it's all close, you're all close. Basically it's this, if you are not concerned about your own suffering at all, how can you be concerned about others? It's impossible. It will never happen. If you don't believe you're in trouble, you won't go breaking your neck to help other people. Impossible. You won't do it. You won't do it. I mean, isn't it more basic than that? If you don't realize you're in trouble, why would you do anything right. to help yourself right. or anyone else? Right. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, you say go around helping yeah, other yeah, people. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Why, why would you bother if you didn't think you're in trouble? Why should you go run out and try to convince other people that they're in trouble? You, you won't. Then you won't be convincing because you don't believe it. Renunciation is a prerequisite for chancellor, for bodhicitta. You must have it. So these are called the two the two great causes of Buddhism, achieving Buddha. And method assumes the first two paths, and wisdom assumes the third. So you're starting to see that that all the causes for Buddhahood are, are included in what? Lots of numbers. Are you high? No. no. You guys are I high. I can't hear, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> can't have everything. <laughs> Okay. So two basic causes for Buddha. Right? You must have that. 
what does that mean? I mean, when we study emptiness, okay? Let me study. And I'll just tell you briefly. Uh, my perception of me right now is that I'm a normal human being. I, I see myself as a normal human being. Um, maybe if someone else were a very good person, they might see me as a deity. Okay? As an angel. Okay? They would be correct from their point of view. I would be an angel. Maybe they think everything I say is uh, something very holy. I see myself as a normal person. Um, the emptiness of it is that I'm neither one. By myself. You used to use this example in class too. Isn't this really a bad example? Because, I mean... I mean <laughs> Wait, hear me through and then if it's a bad example, correct. Well, we already talked about it. You said it. They didn't hear it. All right. <laughs> So I'm empty. Let's say I'm empty because this person sees me due to their goodness, and it happens. They're good enough to see me as a very good person. I know who I am. Who's correct? Nobody's correct. I mean, it's what they see and it's what I see. What's really there is neither one. Um, if I practice renunciation and love for others, if I truly cared about other people and I worked very hard for others, the karmic result would be one. I mean, if I gave up the, my ultimate for other people, what would be the karmic result? They would be doing it back to me. You know? The actual cause for me to see everyone in the world being absolutely pure for me is to actually have chanson for them. That's the karmic cause for that. And on that day I'll become a Buddha. So short, we'll talk about it. We have five years. Hopefully. Leave it at that. Yeah, you're confusing me here. It's okay. Can I just make this brief here? After class. Seriously, after class. We gotta let you win sometimes. I'm the teacher. No, I'm, I'm trying to help you win big here. You know? <laughs> okay, now maybe it will come. See, it schnooks his angle. Okay, please say chuku, chuku, suku, suku, chuku, chuku, suku, suku. Okay, what does chuku mean? Come on. Dharma normally uh, has two great meanings. It has ten, technically, but two are the most common. One is the teachings of the Buddha, Buddha Dharma. And the other is just thing, existing object. Yeah, there are countless dharmas like this. this the world is a dharma, Empire State Building is a dharma, your happiness is a dharma. It's an object? Yeah, okay. object. That's a synonym for dharma, actually. Yul means object and that's a synonym for Thing, existing object, or teachings of the Buddha. Two big meanings of Dharma. Who means what? Body. In Sanskrit? Kaya. So this Ku also means Kaya. I mean, what's the Sanskrit? What does Sukh mean? Joy. Huh? Joy. No. Happiness. Huh? Happiness. No, that's 
Shoka, Sut means form, physical. In Sanskrit, Rupa. We are about to talk about it. Kaya is a is a disturbing word. I mean it used to bother me. There's four bodies of a Buddha or two bodies of a Buddha. I mean, what does he do with the one body when he's walking around the other body? It just means part. It just means part. It doesn't mean he has like four bodies running around. Part. And there are two great the, the bodies of the Buddha can be divided into two or three or four. Okay. There's a big debate at the end of the Abhisamankara, the eighth chapter, which you study in your twelfth year of Geshe studies. And they debate whether because uh, the Sangha only mentions three or four, and why did he only do that? And, Dhammakaya refers to two parts of the Buddha. His mind. Okay. His mind. Which knows everything at all times. It knows every object that ever existed, every object that will exist, every object that exists now. Everything in the universe at the same time. Simultaneously. And has the unique quality of being able to perceive emptiness directly and still perceive emptiness conceptually at the same time. He can see usual normal objects and he can also see the ultimate object at the same time. The only being who can. Big debates about it. how does he do it? <laughs> Harder than you think. This is both conventional. Yeah. At the same time. His finger sees more. Okay, that's another debate. His, <laughs> his finger, his little finger sees, sees all the objects. Difficult. <laughs> Namakaya. Long story. Namakaya includes another part, which is the emptiness of the Buddha's mind. The emptiness of the Buddha's mind. As opposed to his mind. Right quality of his mind of emptiness. Every object has emptiness. About the third year. It comes up in the, in the discussion of uh, Matikapa. So there's this different Buddha kind nature. of emptiness of mind. That is Buddha nature. That's what they call Buddha nature. Now, Rupakaya, which is the physical body of the Buddha, has two parts. You know what they are. One, one is uh, we call his enjoyment body. Sambhogakaya, but you don't need to know. It's confusing. Sambhogakaya is the enjoyment body. Long chip. Yeah, and that means the the physical body of the Buddha in his own paradise. Okay. In his paradise, which has five qualities, which you don't have to know now, you'll learn it later. 
he's in this paradise that he lives in. The other part of his physical body is the one that he pretends to show on earth. When he have an image. Yeah, the Manakai, the, the motion picture body. That's the one he shows to people when he comes to this planet. He's just pretending. He's, he's still up in his own paradise. So the Samboga is, is not an emanation either? No. It's not a technically a truth. Then there's only one Samboga at a time. We debated in the last three years. Michael? Emanation wise in the Yeah, in Yeah. Man means to. I think the emanate, the man in emanate probably comes from Nirman. Nirman. To send out. No, I don't worry about it. I don't even watch. All you have to know is Dharma body and form body. Dharma body? Form body includes both the internet right. body and the emanation body. Right. And Dharma body includes both emptiness and body. And there could be many Nirmanakayas at one time. There's a big debate in the Abhidhamma. We'll, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll study tulpain, tulpain, how to do a tuku, and the state of mind in which you can do a tuku, that you could do a tuku, that you could show yourself to somebody on 40th Street and still be on 39th Street. Okay. Why did I bring them up? Uh, Each one has a specific cause. And that's again on page... 36. But you don't need to know. By the way, that's the last big thing you need to know, so don't worry. Oh, one more. So don't get overloaded. But that's what a class is for. To challenge you. I want to push you. No, I want to. No, I have to. Otherwise, you can come to the cookie class Friday night. I threaten you with that. Cookies and coffee. Quite a nice glass. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Michael, is that the. Uh, doing the. Uh, By the way, we are doing the Lama Chimo. Very fantastic. Very, very fantastic. Friday night. We're doing the death meditation for Lama. It's very beautiful. Really? Yes, yes. It's all. Yeshi means wisdom, same as Shura. Is there any difference? It's debated in the Abhidharma, and you'll get there in about your fourth year. Yeshi means wisdom. People struggle to give them different names. It's a waste of time. It just means wisdom. Yeshi can talk. Sok, you know, Carly, what's the sok? It's a collection or something. Yeah. When we do a big prayer for some of our rituals, it's called a sok. Sok means a lot of things getting together. Yeah, gathering, collection. A lot of things getting together. Accumulation, Yeah, you can say that. I, I, I call collections sometimes. You can say anything. Um... Sunam you've had already tonight. Good deed. Virtue. Merit. Sunam means merit. 
by the way, the key means of in both cases. Of. And in, you always read Tibetan backwards. So, sunam ke tsot means collection of merit. You read these words backwards. No, you read don't. a whole line backwards? Yes. You do. Pretty much. Syntax is pretty much reversed. It's object, verb, subject. To the store, where in fact. Oh yeah. And yes, you can talk. Doing things throughout your life to collect more knowledge. Gain more understanding is the cause for chukru. I'll say it again. Nishikitsok is the cause for chukru, mainly. Okay? It's understanding, it's knowledge that gets you chukru. Yes. Uh, main, mainly. Three levels. We'll study it. That's why it's a five-year course. <laughs> By the way, it's something very interesting. There's nothing you're studying now. What I'm teaching you now is a structure into which everything we ever learn will fit. And I'll be saying four years from now, remember back in the first class, in the hot days of 93, uh, we talked about Yishi Kitsol. Well, this is what, this goes into that. This is a structure that you will use your whole five years. Yishi Kitsol, which means Gaining knowledge, knowledge, is the cause for the chukum, the wisdom of a Buddha, the omniscience that you will have when you become a Buddha is caused by the knowledge that you learn now. Part of the yeshi of the chukum you have now, you have the Buddha nature. Buddha nature, your Buddha nature is not, is not the Buddha inside you. It's, it's a wrong idea. There is no such thing. Okay? It is the emptiness of your mind. It is your Buddha nature. And we'll study that. It's a big misperception to say that Buddha nature is somehow Buddha within you and you have to reveal, you have to make it shine or uncover it or something like that. Completely wrong. No such thing. And we'll study it. Did we'll you say the emptiness of your mind? Of, of your mind. mind yeah. is Buddha nature. Yeah. It is your Buddha nature. And it will not change, and you will have it. It's the only part of you that you'll still have when you become. What do you mean it's not covered? It's not covered. It's sort of covered by negative deeds, and then there's a clear way. Dumb. No such thing. I love when you do all these bits. No, it's and you. The purpose of doing a five-year course is that five years from now you can get into debate and somebody say, "Next chapter, Abhisamankara, Asanga, quoting the Buddha." No, so what do you mean? What are you talking about? So, so, you know. so then, uh, the emptiness of your mind is the same as the emptiness of a Buddha's mind. Pretty much. The basis is different. It, it is a quality of a, of, a different, of a dirty state of mind right now, assuming you're not a Buddha. And it will be a quality of a pure state of mind, but it will still be the emptiness of Tonkhan's mind. So how can it be caused... Not caused, please. We just said the, the, the uh, wisdom collection is the cause for it. 
I said, mainly. <laughs> also, this has two parts. What was the other part? Not just the Buddha nature, but his, his state of mind. This is a cause for that state of mind. Right, that's fine, but it's not necessarily a cause for the emptiness. Correct. Correct the That's why in, that in debating you always say chiefly, mainly, pretty much. Gets you out of everything. Sanagitsal <laughs> is the collection of merit. Good deeds. And mainly towards other people. Right? By definition, a good deed is mainly done towards others. And a bad deed is Shinri Shida Chepale, which means anything that hurts others. So do a good deed is mainly focused towards other people. Mainly. And that's the cause for the physical body. So you're defining merit only as uh, those good things that are accumulated uh, along with the understanding of emptiness, or the two kinds of merits? Stained merit and uh, you know, the Well, since I started out the class saying that you have to have wealth and wealth in your mind to get real merit, I guess that's good to go. But that's enough. Don't, don't get too far ahead. Collection of good deeds. You must have to achieve this. A Buddha must have these two parts. All Buddhas have these two parts. The, the those two bodies, those two physical bodies. Yeah. But these two, these two parts, if you draw a line this way, the reason you're in this class, hopefully, is to get these two parts. You want these two parts. You want your physical body to change. You don't want this kind of physical body anymore. It's a drag. Is it possible to attain Svobhika or Nimaikaya or Sattva India? No. And it's a big subject. It's a vast subject. It's the eighth chapter of the Abhisamankara. You know, what is what is it like, the final few moments before you go into Buddhahood? It's incredible. It's like reading science fiction. And it's very, very deep. And the questions are many. The questions are very difficult at that point. You know, how does a Buddha think? How does he perceive two totally different kinds of objects at the same time? And it's covered there, and we will do it. And it's very interesting. It's really interesting. Um, what I'm saying is, in the future, you must have this physical body of a Buddha. It's like a diamond. It's not like our bodies. Okay? It's very much like a, a diamond. It's called Supa Nadjambo. It's not matter, but it's physical. Okay? Very difficult question. But, and when we talk about tulkus, which means Nirmanakaya, mm -hmm. right? So, if you can only have the two together, then that means that all tulkus are omniscient. Yeah, technically. But they, yeah. but I mean, is that... Were you about to say they're not? <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean that every, every you know, tulku is, is a Buddha? Uh, technically, uh, they call this chokituku. Chokituku. Chokituku means the supreme tuku, the highest tuku. Like Pabonka Rinpoche in Sarah Monastery right now, the one who's there now, we refer to it as Chokto Chokto. And the chok means highest, which is the chok and coin chok, which is distinguishing from other tukus. It means so, he's a, there are two Since there is a distinction, that yeah. might imply that there are, there are sometimes yeah, there are. people with tuku right. who don't have chokku. No, there's people who have the ability to do eight, eight tuku, this suku refers to chokutu, the ultimate chokutu. Suku in this case refers to the ultimate chokutu. 
choke it. So it's possible to for there be to be a, an emanation body in this world without there being a Sambhavakaya body to back right. it up? Right. But that's not Chokutu. That's not the eman that's not a Buddha showing himself. I if I attain a certain level of sh in samadhi, I can make a two. I can make myself appear at my workplace. And that way I wouldn't have to get up and do it. I thought you said it wasn't possible to attain the Samboka, the Nirmanakai, without Samboka. Highest, highest Nirmanakai. That's where the debate is. So then all, all the Drokus have some other body somewhere else that's emanating it, or...? All highest, all high Drokus. Yeah, no, right, you're right, yeah. yeah that's, we'll get into it in the Amidama question. And I say that I, what I said last week, I don't, now I forget this class I made. If you practice the Lamsa Lamsa, you do not have to die. If you really do them well, uh, you will experience a different reality. You, you can achieve the Sukha only through Lamsa Lamsa. You must have Lamsa Lamsa. And that's the whole point. Along with that, you've got to have Chukhu. Chukhu meaning the knowledge of the Buddha. You will reach a point where you know all things. You'll be Mr. No at all. So, can we say definitively then that the uh, collection of wisdom is the cause for the Buddha's mind, but not necessarily the cause for the emptiness of the Buddha's mind? Right. You can say that. Sure. So it's not a cause for the two no, up no, there, it's a cause for one of the two. Right. Technically. Yes. But, it, but I would debate, if you're in a monastery, I'd say it, it is the cause for two. So emptiness is caused by something. Well, I would say is the emptiness of the Buddha's mind the emptiness of my mind? Is the emptiness of Michael Roach Buddha the emptiness of Michael Roach Buddha? No. So then you're saying that there's different qualities to emptiness? Uh, very, it's a big debate, and I won't get into it. You touched on a big debate. We'll do all of these, don't worry. If you're still here, you can... And then you know it deeply. You not only know what it means, but you know every possible question about it. And that's the, actually the approach that I prefer. And that's what we'll be studying. And then people, you know, you hear some stupid thing that somebody says, and you say, that's not true. I can show you the book. This is uh, a sangha. This is uh, Shakyamuni's text. You know, what are you talking about? And, and there is a correct position that we have that's, that's true, and it makes sense, and it works. Shoku, so I'll repeat, to get these two, which you must get, you must have lungs and lungs. You must have lungs and lungs. Without Lamsa Namsa, you cannot get these two. Without getting these two, you have to go through this life. The way it's going now. Assuming you're not a Buddha. Why must you, get, why must you have these two? Ah! Go and have a cookie and a tea. Think about it. Of the three, of the three principal paths, meaning the three principal attitudes, which one do you think causes wisdom? Which one is causes wisdom, which causes your mind of um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is Yang You must have Yang You must have the third path that we're going to study to to collect knowledge. And you must have knowledge to, to be able to think like.
You all enjoy it. You have to collect a good amount of virtue to understand it. It seems a little strange because correct view is somehow independent of intellectual accumulation of knowledge. Not at all. And that's what I'm about to say. And I tell you this. If you stay in this class five years, you will gain knowledge. And that's what this is. And you will understand precisely how, how to make this happen. Period. You will understand exactly how it happens that you will become a Buddha. And you, then you can do it. I, I tell you that, I swear it. You, you just consciously, normally, without any great, you know, blah, 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 you just understand how it works, and then you go do it. It's knowledge. What they always call wisdom, you know, blah, blah, sounds like some mystical thing. It is just knowledge, and you can learn it in a class. You can learn it. And you will know how to make that happen. And then you just go do it. But I, this is what I, I'm offering. Seriously, you just understand what you're doing and you can make it happen. I swear you can do it. Just, just what you call knowledge. This whole thing, wisdom, transcendental wisdom. Just knowing what you're doing and you can make these things happen. To understand emptiness clearly, understand bodhicitta clearly, make it happen, get the result, get minor results every month. You're satisfied. You see things happening. If, 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 if I teach you and that doesn't happen, then quit. Okay? Seriously. Right. It will happen. If you just have to know it clearly. Then Sunam Kitsop. Sunam Kitsop is uh, good deeds. What do you need for Sunam Kitsop? Bodhicitta. Chang Sen. Chang Sen. Bodhicitta. We should become a Buddha for other people. Working for other people. Helping other people. Must have it. To get that, you must have what? Enunciation. To get that. <laughs> We're studying it. By the way, I, I say to get that. To get that what? How? How to get the Buddha Jesus? Enunciation. How? Thank you. You can meditate, but just think about it every day. It's a very obvious and almost too obvious if you don't think about renunciation daily and if you don't record your own thoughts about renunciation. You can't ever get it. You never will. If you don't have a daily exercise of thinking about renunciation, there's no reason to expect it should occur. It will not occur. It's, it's kind of silly. It's kind of... What would cause it? Without doing it on a daily basis and writing down, oh, I have this thought, I have this thought, then what would cause it? What, why would it come to if you didn't do something on a daily basis? It just won't come. So this whole class is useless if you don't do something on a daily basis. I find it very useful to write it down. If, if I'm meditating on renunciation, I write down the three specific thoughts I had today that were closest to renunciation. This is apart from the separate meditation. That is a meditation. Right, but it's not sitting down for 15 minutes. It is. I, when I sit down to write, that's a meditation. I'm, I'm reviewing my day and I'm saying, these are the three thoughts I had. These are the th three times that renunciation came into my mind very clearly today, or close. 
Okay. But at the beginning, it's all close. Okay. You don't really have renunciation. We say, okay, today at 12 o'clock, I saw uh, my boss's wife. Uh, no, I saw the guy that I started the company with, and I found out he had stomach cancer. And, I, and it occurred to me that this is where we're all headed. And just for a second, I had that vision that all these guys walking around, all the politics in the office, you know, what does it mean if this guy who's the founder of the company, just got stomach cancer. He's taking his radiation treatments. He is. So what does it mean? What's the use? You know, to, to, you know I didn't get as big an office as he did, which did occur to me today. Then <laughs> 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 you, you record your three offices. I, I find it very useful. Actual instances. It's very useful. This kind of a dim, uh, fuzzy meditation. Oh yeah, renunciation. <laughs> it doesn't work. Then you record what? The three, the three, the three thoughts you had that were the farthest away from renunciation. And do this for next week. This is part of your homework. It's on the homework. Okay. Record every day the three thoughts you had that were closest to renunciation. Closest to thinking, oh, this is all great suffering. I don't, I don't want this. Like you, you're working with people who have physical problems. So you look at them and you see some old lady and you think, oh, Jira's going to be like this. Okay, she will. Or your grandmother. Okay. But this is Ojira. After a while, I'm going to be like that. That's what I say. How about mentally pain? If you think about how bad it is, yeah. That's what I say. And then the opposite is to think uh, of three cases where you were thinking about the bigger office. <laughs> Seriously, when you have the opposite of this is very effective. If you don't do this, you cannot get the three principles. It's impossible. What would cause it? It seems to me this is where the whole mystical concept of this Tibetan Buddhist approach is. It's like there's this wisdom floating around, there's this renunciation floating around, and somehow mystically it all comes together and yeah, sits no. in your lap. It won't happen. It can't happen. There's nothing to cause it. So it won't You can learn the whole mystical wisdom stuff quite dry in five years in a class. Then you can go out and do all the mysticism you want, and it will happen. It will really happen. And anything you want will happen. And you study, uh, every day you keep those stupid three little things. It takes five minutes. And then you make progress. You really do make progress. And it will work. And do it, try it. That's, it's part of your homework. If you don't do it, you're out. <laughs> you have to do it every day. Is the opposite something like enjoying sunset? Yeah, yeah. Enjoying these stupid things of, uh, Three cases where you truly got wrapped up in something that's as fragile as a bubble. You know, Shakespeare said, you know, about reputation, fame. You know, it just pops one day. The guy is gone. You know? What happens to, if you've ever been in a big company and there is this tyrant who was the he was the most powerful guy in the company and then he had a heart attack. The next day his desk is empty. Three days later there's some guy sitting there, it's all over. The guy's gone. It it, ha- it happens in every company. It happens every day. It's weird. Okay, last thing. <laughs> Michael, you didn't say why you need both those to uh, attain to be a Buddha. Why you need both the Dharmakaya and the Buddha. It is what a Buddha is. Those are the two parts of a Buddha. There is nothing that of a, there is no part of a Buddha that doesn't fit into those two. What I'm trying to prove is that you need those three attitudes. 
You can't get those two parts of Buddha without those two attitudes, period. But you can't have Rupa Kaya without Dhamma No. Well, we just talked about it. You can emanate yourself before you become a Buddha. But we don't call that the Rupa Kaya. It is a Tuku, but it is not the Tuku. That's it, that's yeah. not what okay. And, and uh, are there uh, Samboa guys that don't happen to be emanating no. yet, Nirmanakayas? Uh, oh, is that a concept? Right now? Yeah. That could be, because, I mean, in theory it could be. If there's no one right to meet a Nirmanakaya, then Nirmanakaya cannot appear to them. We, we are not ripe enough to meet the, the classical Nirmanakaya. We, we, we didn't have enough goodness to meet Shakyamuni Buddha. Because if we did, we wouldn't be sitting No. Just historically, it didn't happen. I mean, in our, in our day, there is no Shakyamuni Buddha. Oh, oh, you're not saying that you weren't there at that time. Right. Oh, she did. Oh, what? What did she she did. 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 She when you have a stroke in Tibetan, it's called dripse, to get an obstacle. And sometimes a shadow is called a dip. The eclipse is sometimes related to dip. Any kind of block. I call it bad thought. I, I just like to make it simple. You will study all these definitions. You will know precisely what they are. Recover it. It'll, it'll come. Comes in the <coughs> And anything we're talking about, you will study 20 levels now. Fantastic. Can it also, does it have to be thought, or is it just something that's mental? Could it be bad feeling as well? No. No. It's really cognitive. We'll get into it. That's another subject. You will spend one whole class on the 50 something functions of the mind. Then I'll answer you. We'll spend one whole, class, one whole course on it. It's called Lauren. Uh, these are the two great obstacles. They're all obstacles break down into these two. This one mainly prevents you from becoming, from reaching nirvana. Definition of this kind of obstacle is an obstacle which mainly prevents you from reaching nirvana. And this is an obstacle which prevents you from reaching full Buddhahood. Nirvana and full Buddhahood are a lot different. Big difference. You have to have nirvana to reach Yes. Uh, awesome. You mean uh, uh, an obstacle to omniscience? Yeah, same thing. Total knowledge. Why do I say this? The state of a Buddhahood, the Chang and Chang Chu, the Sang and Sangye, the very word Buddha, the very word Bod, Bud. Uh, partly refers to getting rid of these two obstacles. Okay? The cleaning part of the word Buddha refers to these two obstacles. If you get rid of these two obstacles, you're a Buddha, period. Okay. 
and you get rid of these two things. Yeah, then you're a Buddha. That's why you're called even a Buddha. That's why the Tibetans call Buddha Sangye. The song means to clear out, clean out. Get rid of these two obstacles. Why did I write them here? You cannot get rid of these two obstacles without which one of the three times? Yeah. Now I'm not the dog. You must have a perception of emptiness. You must understand emptiness to get rid of these two obstacles. Otherwise impossible. And then you can't become a Buddha. Can't become a Buddha. Cannot? Cannot. If you have if you don't have it. Because you can't get rid of these two obstacles. You can't get the Sang and Sangye, you can't get the Bodhi and Bodhi. Just impossible. What happened? Can I have it? You need just only correct will to, to uh, get rid of them? Only correct will? Uh, you can't have real correct view without the other two. No, Michael, when you say real correct view, what you mean is the, the ability to perceive emptiness directly. Yeah. Uh, and and, uh, understand and that which leads to it. Chungun Jason Dalana first chapter of Wisdom and its and the things that lead up to it, as you said. Shedip and Yimyu. That's it. These are the reasons why why you need the three puts and fast. So next week I'll ask you, can you think of any Buddhist practice that doesn't fit into the three puts and fast? Anything not covered by the two puts and fast? Tell me next week. Any activity? Any part of Buddhism that doesn't fall into the three puts and fast? Individually, not necessarily collectively. Right. Such as the Tanayana and Nirvana might not fall into uh, Bodhicitta. Uh, we have to say more. That's the third thing you have there. Okay. It's the third thing in your notebook. Next page. Third white page. 